0: The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode 15 of the Adam
2: Shine Podcast, and we are extra fired up to be with you. What a tremendous week 14 we had in the NFL. The games coming up for week number 15 are just incredible. Storyline's amazing. We've got a great podcast for you. Steve Burline, the outstanding analyst. He's with me every Monday on CBS Sports Network on NFL Monday QB. He has great hair. My hair's better, but he does have great hair. Steve Berline is our guest on the Adam Shine Podcast. Really looking forward to that. We'll get into some more fantasy tales of woe, and I'm no longer in first place picking games on the season against Bob Stew and Mikey Fitz, so we'll get into our picks for the upcoming week. And Bob broke his... His streak, his losing streak, his jinx of Thursday night football. We'll get into that as we move along. A couple topics for you to start the Adam Schein podcast. The Giants are the worst. The New York football Giants are the worst. And let me make sure that I'm clear in terms of what's next for the Giants. Fire everybody. Fire everybody with the New York football Giants. The Giants haven't won a football game. I just want you to think about the weight of this since the Mets played baseball. The last time the Giants won a football game was in September. In September! They are a two-win, unmitigated, irrelevant disaster. Dumpster fires no longer want to be compared to the New York football Giants. Pat Shermer is awful. His game management, clock management, time management, halftime adjustments, lack thereof, it is, it is embarrassing. I mean, what does Pat Shermer do? What is he good at? What's his skill set? All of his follies, his failures, on display on Monday Night Football. And look, he's been a head coach for basically four years now, two in Cleveland, atrocious, two in New York, even worse than Ben McAdoo even worse than Shermer was in in Cleveland. And, And of course the Giants need to fire Pat Shermer. They need someone with a clue, someone who's buttoned up. Mike McCarthy would be amazing. Matt Rule would be amazing. I am a firm believer in Josh McDaniels in terms of next time he gets a crack, he'll be successful. But This is all part of the deal here. Dave Gettleman's got to go, too. Dave Gettleman, and I destroyed the hire, but everybody, you know, the New York Mr. Mara media praised it, You know, reenactment of Dave Gettleman's job interview with the Maris. Did you used to work here? Yes. Will you protect Eli Manning's feelings? Yes. You're hired. That was the only criteria. Dave Gettleman was horrible in Carolina. Go ask a Panther fan how he handled the Josh Norman franchise tag. I mean, he got fired in Carolina. Nobody even interviewed him to be a general manager. But the Giants, they don't get enough heat for being completely inept In a league where you have competitive balance and parity and it's beautiful, where if you miss the playoffs, you can make it the next year, the Giants haven't won a playoff game since they last won the Super Bowl. Think about that. Dave Gettleman should not only be fired, I don't ever want to hear from him again. What he's done has just been offensive as, as the general manager of this team. He gave Odell Beckham Jr. that massive contract, which is a mistake. And then, after getting the contract, he traded him. He sold low on him at the Cleveland deal. So that made no sense. I would have never drafted Saquon. You don't draft a running back with a second overall pick, especially in the 2018 draft, you had oodles of franchise quarterbacks available. By the way, you think Quentin Nelson would have worked for the Giants? I mean, we could go through everything. How about, you know, how arrogant he was saying in 2018 they were going to make the playoffs. Oh, worst teams in the NFL. They're worse this year. You know, they make the Odell trade. It made absolutely no sense. i always believe they should have picked Josh Allen in the first round. And by the way, he's getting to the quarterback, no surprise, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Being fair to Daniel Jones, could he play? I have no idea because the offensive line is terrible. Thanks, Dave Gettleman. You know, they've ruined Saquon Barkley. They signed Golden Tate. I mean, who does that? Why would you spend that money on that player? He gave up a third-round pick plus on Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams didn't make a damn play for the Jets. When I first saw that report that they were making that trade with the Jets, I thought that was a headline from The Onion. It didn't make any sense. Why? Why would anyone trade for Leonard Williams? Who's a free agent at the end of the year? They're giving up a high third-round pick? I mean, Dave Gettleman's awful. The Giants are are irrelevant. These are depth we haven't seen since the 70s from the Giants. You know, I don't know if the Mara family's awake. I don't know if the Tisch family's awake. If anybody is awake, fire Gettleman, fire Shermer. Find the next great general manager. No ties to the organization Giants are in position to get Chase Young with that number two pick in the draft. But they need a complete overhaul. I mean, and this thing has been screwed up for years. They kept Jerry Reese too long. They kept Reese over Tom Coughlin, which never made sense. Coughlin's a Hall of Famer. And hiring Ben McAdoo was terrible. Hiring Gettleman was terrible. Hiring Shermer was terrible. The New York Giants are one of the worst organizations in sports. And that was all on display once again On Monday Night Football. So the Giants get us started on the podcast. I want to make sure we hit the Patriots from what transpired over the weekend because, listen, the Patriots are what they are. They're a terrible offensive football team. We have three weeks left in the regular season. I'll give you a spoiler alert they're not getting any better on offense. Tom Brady's 42 years old and plays like it. The offensive line is dreadful. They were kind of arrogant and didn't replace Gronk at the tight end position. Gronk is obviously an all-timer. They miss him as a receiver and as a blocker. I mean, Matt Lacoste, he should take up lacrosse. He's, he's dreadful. The fullback got hurts. There's no chemistry with Brady and the wideouts. The wideouts don't fight for the ball. And obviously we Philip Dorsett looks completely lost. They should have never released Josh Gordon. I was dead wrong on Sony Michelle. I thought he was gonna have a big year. He looks like he's in route to being a bust. And by the way, they're 0 3 against the other division leaders in the AFC. That's not a fluke. Bill Belichick's greatest coach of all time. The defense is is still excellent. Well, You're matched up against Patty Mahomes. you match matched up against Lamar Jackson. You're matched up against Deshaun Watson. It's not pretty. Look, they're on to Cincinnati at least for this week, and they'll bludgeon the Bengals. You know, Week 16. I don't know if they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills. You know, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm t- the Patriots are not winning the Super Bowl. And I believe we are on a delicious collision course in the AFC with the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. And as a football fan, Lamar versus Patty, buckle up, Buttercup. I am all in for that. Now, in the NFC, Niners heard about it. I spent so much time last week on the Adam Shine podcast, and I got all your tweets on this, where a lot of Seahawks fans were livid at me, a lot of football fans were angry at me, that I said the Niners were clearly better than Seattle, and I said that I am rooting for the Niners to get the one seed, and I felt that San Francisco is the best team in the NFC, and I felt better about San Francisco. I said this on the podcast last week. After a loss to Baltimore than I did Seattle after a victory against Minnesota. Well, what did you see over the weekend? Seattle, to me, has been doing it with smoke and mirrors. Look, if they win a championship this year, I will have missed the entire thing. Credit Russ, Pete Carroll, Bobby Wagner. I just don't think Seattle's that good, and the Rams punched them in the mouth. I think the Niners are amazing. Look, I was not surprised that they were able to beat New Orleans. The style of fight, though, to me was telling. Jimmy G, he grew up before our very eyes. He's no longer Jimmy G. He's James Garoppolo. He's no longer a, a kid who you call Jimmy, who's palling around. He's James Garoppolo. And by the way, you know, that, that offense has weapons in the passing attack. Yeah, Devo Samuel's amazing. Yeah, he's got incredible speed in hands. Emmanuel Sanders, what a deal by John Lynch. He's a legit number one. And George Kittle's a beast. George Kittle's the best tight end in football. And, you know, the same trying to rip his face off at the end on that fourth and two. And, you know, gets at field goal range plus the the extra yards, you know, with the face mask. And, you know, George Kittle is is insane. And, and the beauty of this whole conversation from a Niners standpoint is, you think about the Niners, it's still defense in the run game. And now you have Jimmy G rocking like this, and Kyle Shanahan is a gem. You know, it's pretty congested when you take a look at the race for Coach of the Year, but... You know, Kyle, to me, is just a smidge, and and the record's at the end, they're going to decide this, smidge ahead of Mike Tomlin or Sean McDermott or Pete Carroll or, you know, Sean Payton or John Harbaugh, guys like that. Matt LaFleur, when you talk about the coach of the year in the NFL, you know, the the Weston Richburg offensive line injury. Makes me nervous. Center position's important in that zone-blocking scheme. And Richard Sherman being injured, that that scares me a little bit too. But this team is so talented, so loaded. And Sunday was proof to exactly what I've been saying all year. The Niners can be anyone, anywhere, any style of fights. And I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Coming up next on the Adam Shine Podcast... You know him, you love him, you can't stop staring at that hair. Steve Burline joins us to go around the league at the quarterback position next. Shine On Sports with Adam Side. Freddie Kitchens needs to go. Let me ask, is Jimmy Haslam awake? Does he know what day it is? Is he with us? Is he still watching? You need a coach to clean this thing up. Make somebody want to be the next coach of the Cleveland Browns, because this is a flat-out waste and an embarrassment.
0: Shine On Sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.
2: One of my favorite analysts and people who cover the NFL, been working with him on CBS Sports Network every Monday on NFL Monday QB for eight years now. The former legendary quarterback of the Carolina Panthers spent 17 incredible seasons in the National Football League. My guy, Notre Dame legend, the great Steve
3: Burline Steve, how are you? Man, you give the best intros, Adam. I, I, I would, I could listen to you talk about me all day. <laughs> well, on that note, Steve,
2: you know, there are very few on sports TV who can compete with me when it comes to hair. But, you know, you give me a, a run for my money. You know, I, I spend $31, it's now up to $31, on my little hair product, the Bumble and Bumble Sumo Tech Clay. I used wax forever. Now I'm using clay, so it's not as crazy in terms of the hold and, and the shine. <laughs> how, how much do you spend on your hair product, and what do you use in your hair?
3: Much, much less than that, Adam. I, I was blessed with hair that just kind of stays where it falls. Wow. And so what I do, I just uh, I use a little bit of it's called Suavecito, And uh, it comes in; it's a little uh, one of those pomade little cans, and it's it's about you know two inches tall, and a little circle like a circle cylinder. Yeah. uh, One of those cylinders, I can buy it for about fifteen bucks, and it lasts me three months. Wow. Mine's thirty-one
2: bucks, and it lasts me five weeks.
3: Yeah. See, there you go. So you know, it's just the the good Lord bless me. Maybe not with incredible speed. I'm running with the football. <laughs> but I, yeah, I got nice hair, so. <laughs> That's
2: what makes Steve That's Berline we, my guy. That's why we get along so well. We both good have good great good. hair, but I obviously have a lot more maintenance when it comes to it. <laughs> all right, Steve. Let Let's go around the NFL this year at the quarterback position. And And first of all, I need a thesaurus. How would you describe the genius and the greatness of Lamar
0: Jackson?
3: Well, I would describe it as something that we have not seen the likes of or anything really close to it in terms of uh how consistently this guy causes problems and keeps defensive coordinators I'm sure up at night and uh you know just knowing that they they have got to figure out a way to slow this guy down and um I truly believe that that when it's all said and done and, and this is a little bit of an exaggeration but I but I don't think it's 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 an over I don't think I'm overstepping my bounds here, but I think he's made an impact on offensive football the way that Lawrence Taylor made an impact on defensive football wow. when he made a name for himself. And I mean because everybody's talking about how do you stop this guy? What do you do? to contain and control Lamar Jackson. Back in the day, I remember, you know, I was coming in when Lawrence was in his heyday, and it was all about how, how do we block this guy? I mean, we we haven't seen anything like this guy before. How do we stop him? Now, eventually, offense is kind of caught up a little bit, but uh, it's going to take a while before anybody catches up to Lamar Jackson. The question really about Lamar Jackson is how, how long can he play this way? Um, because teams are going to start just saying, you know what, we can't stop, let's just hit him as hard as we can and as often as we can, And eventually, he's going to break down. That's that's what the theory is going to be.
2: I love that comparison, Steve, to Lawrence Taylor. I think there's a lot of truth there, and I know exactly what you're saying. I hear it completely. How about what's going on in New England? Look, we we've we've been watching football all year long, and this is a bad offense. And it's not just Tom Brady who's 42. We got into it earlier on the podcast. We did it on NFL Monday QB together. There's issues with the receivers, the offensive line, the run game. They don't have a tight ends. Any reason to believe that this Patriot offense will get better? Do you see any way the Patriots win a Super Bowl this year?
3: You know, I I went on the show. I think it was last week, not this week, when I I said I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this year. I, I just don't think that they're they're good enough to to play with the Baltimores, uh, the San Franciscos, the the Seattles. Uh, you can put New Orleans in there as well. Where they're going to have to score some points. Uh, the way that this offense is playing for the, the Patriots right now, it's been a it's been a big black eye. I uh, call it a pimple, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> for the whole year. The way they've been playing, you know, and, and they've been trying to uh, the, the what they've tried to do at the receiver position has basically been as big of a red flag as we've ever seen as far as trying to fix that position. Um, and they just haven't been able to do it. And it's putting a lot of pressure on Edelman. It's putting a lot of pressure on Brady. And, and heck, when was the last time, I think Brady's health is an issue. When was the last time you saw him come walking out to a press conference with any part of his body visibly uh, being uh, medically attended to? So, um, you know, that elbow, I think, is is something that's been lingering in him. Uh, and it's it's affecting him as well as the fact that he just doesn't have a whole lot of playmakers and you know, the, the the missing or the, the absence of Gronk uh, cannot be understated as well because of how he impacted and affected defenses just by having to address and account for him on every single snap. So those are all things that they've just not been able to overcome, and because of that, I don't think uh, they're going to be able to make that, that Super Bowl run this year, but... <laughs> You know, we've counted them out before. You know that, Adam, so I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, Always. I it happening.
2: I, it's amazing. They always have a knack for when you count them out. I'm with you, though. I, I've been saying it. I just don't see them hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. This is a bad offensive football team. Steve, let's hit some quickies around the league. And I mentioned you're a Panther legend. How is this all going to play out with Cam Newton? And do you think that the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers for 2020 is on the roster right now?
3: Well, uh, uh, the, I think the answer is is pretty uh, simple in terms of of what David Tepper, the new owner for the Panthers, is trying to do with that organization. You know, with the firing of Ron Rivera, he made a statement, and I I believe he's going to make a statement this off season. And and he, he's not attached to Cam Newton. You know, other than he's known him for you know, the second year now, or, or I, maybe I guess I think it's only two years, um, but but he is committed 100 percent to what is best for that organization i don't think that he believes that locking up cam newton long term with the issues they've had the the first couple years of his ownership are worth uh investing in and i think he would rather try and find uh, another quarterback to bring in i think they really do like kyle allen uh, but i think they look at him probably at this point in his career as just a solid backup uh, I don't think they see him as a guy right now they can entrust the control of this franchise to. So I would see them going out and trying to bring in uh, a guy. And I mentioned on our show uh, on Monday, uh, you know, to me a guy like Philip Rivers uh, would make sense if the if the Chargers decide they don't want to commit another year or two to Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to North Carolina for him that be that that would make sense. Uh, or if they can make a trade and to get Cam uh, you know, a fair trade somewhere and then maybe use picks or whatever to try and get Teddy Bridgewater to come in, I think he'd be a great fit in Carolina. So I yeah. think you're going to see something like that happen, uh, but I, I, I'm pretty confident that the feeling I get, the vibe I get, is that that organization has kind of moved on from Cam, and I'd be very surprised it doesn't work out that way.
2: Steve, you're the best, and we always love hanging with you every single Monday. You know, part of the fabric, part of the family. I always learn something every time you talk about the quarterback position. Keep up the outstanding work, my friend, and appreciate the few minutes on the podcast and – Thanks for the hair tips, as always, because look, I'm just trying to keep up with the Steve Berlines of the world. If I if I didn't do something to my hair, I'd have a jufro. So I, I need to manicure it. So appreciate it, Steve, and I'll see you on Monday.
3: All right, buddy. Look forward to it. Thanks.
2: My guy, the great Steve Berline. For more of me, Adam Shine. And who doesn't want more me? I love me. You can listen to me on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. SiriusXM, Mandaluc Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the SiriusXM app.
0: Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football, but here we go. Ding dong, the
2: witch is dead. Finally, Bob Steele reversed the curse. And he loved the Chicago Bears. Mikey Fitz and I mocked him, laughed at him, just destroyed him for that pick. And jokes on us, you know. Bob went three and zero with the Thursday picks on Thanksgiving. We thought maybe that was just a a holiday thing, and you know, schedules are off. We weren't gonna count it, but. Bob, listen. It's it's your time to shine. You you finally were able to take care of business on Thursday. You you went out and bought yourself a Mitch Trubisky jersey. You loved the Bears this past week, and you know you get the first crack now. And we're taping at two twenty-two. That's cool. All twos on a Tuesday, two twenty-two Eastern, and the Ravens are favored by fifteen. Now, Lamar Jackson is not 100% healthy. He does have that quad. So, you know, if you want to change your pick by the time radio rolls mm. around on Shine On Sports, I'll give you an out. Baltimore is favored by 15 against your Jets. You're a diehard Jets fan. Now, being fair, you have been brilliant picking the Jets oh, yeah. on Shine On Sports all year long. Who are you taking in this game?
4: Well, every day is a holiday when I win on Thursdays, Adam. And that's why I won last Thursday again. I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure I'm ten and three against the spread with the Jets this year. I think that's the number, ten and three. You
2: like how instantly he just pulled that out of his derriere? <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's ten
4: and three. Yeah, maybe. He just, knows he's ten and three. I'm just kind of throwing it against the wall. You know, maybe I'm ten and three. Who knows? Probably, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, too, because one of those losses was that pick six, Jamal Adams versus the Patriots. The Jets should have never covered that early season game, so it should really be 11-2. and two. That's besides the point. This number is ridiculous. I mean, 15 points. I know Baltimore is easily the best team in the NFL You said it, Adam. Lamar Jackson, quad injury. Ronnie Stanley, he has a concussion. Mark Andrews has a knee injury. I don't really care. The Ravens are going to beat the Jets probably by about 28 points this game. The Jets haven't been able to stop anybody on defense. They couldn't even stop the Miami Dolphins last week who should have won that game. Yeah, I love the Ravens. I don't care that it's 15 points. I'll take Baltimore. They wouldn't cover. And it's in Baltimore. I think RG3
2: could cover the spread. I'm being being serious. (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, with that defense against that jet offensive line, you think Le'Veon Bell is going to (laughs) go bowling or is he going to play in this one? How about our friend Brian Costello, the outstanding beat reporter for the New York Post who covers the Jets, breaking that story. They rule him out for the for the flu, and he goes bowling wearing orange pants. And I think the worst part of that story is is his fashion. Not only the fact that Le'Veon <laughs> Bell clearly hates football, and I think this is going to end up being one and, one, one and done for Le'Veon Bell with the Jets.
4: Yeah, he didn't think he was going to get spotted wearing orange leather pants That's not at good. a bowling alley. Would you ever wear orange leather pants, Mike? Uh, that's not really in my style, Now, <laughs> Bob, would you ever wear orange leather pants? I have to think about it. What's the occasion? Halloween? Is there an occasion? Yeah, I mean, Halloween. I
2: dressed up as Axel Rose and I didn't wear leather pants. You completely pulled that off by I the I did way. pull that off. It's I know on your that. Instagram
4: still. I it's was looking great. at it the other day. I was still <laughs> laughing. It's unbelievable. You got the tattoo sleeve and everything. And I mean, Adam Shine with
2: a tattoo is pretty damn crazy. <laughs> Mike, who you taking? Who are you taking in this game on Thursday night?
1: You know, I'm going to roll with Bob on this one. He's been hot, but that's not why I'm rolling with him. Um, I think the Ravens are just a better team. They're better on offense, they're better on defense, they're better on special teams. Bob, you mentioned that the Ravens are banged up. Well, the, the Jets are a little banged up too. Like yeah. you said, Le'Veon Bell missed last week. Jamal Adams missed last week. The, the Ravens are just a better team. You could give me twenty points. I'll still, I'll still pick the Ravens.
4: Yeah, and Adams is a game time decision too. That also factors in. Jamal Adams is easily the best safety in the NFL. He's the best player on the Jets. I don't even even if he can go, I don't know how good he's gonna be.
2: Yeah, I think that defense for Baltimore will cover the spread. Seriously. (laughs) Now on the year, Mikey Fitz is now in first, 109, 96, and five. I'm 107, 96 and five. Bob Stew finally at the five hundred mark. 102 and five. There are a couple of doozies this week and i'm, I'm still them? not over the fact that detroit got that backdoor cover <laughs> i had minnesota you clowns had had detroits so oh, i'm David still, Blau,
4: never in doubt never in yes. doubt yeah. i'm i'm still upset i i picked i we all picked houston right yeah we all picked yeah we did. that i was nervous about that, that the texans had so pick. many holes on defense I instantly regretted that. All right, let me, give, in, you, let me like give you a couple
2: that, that, that caught my eye. Tell me what you think. First yeah. reaction.
4: Sunday night football. Pittsburgh favored by two against the Bills. Wow. So you gotta you gotta hit us like that. You gotta hit us right over the head with that game. That's what That's, I do. It's like an impossible spread. You know who I'm picking in this one. Well, I know you're picking Buffalo. I mean, you're gonna have to jump hey, through a table. Hey hey, hey. Let's go Buffalo! Bob can't even sell that Buffalo. as a joke. Yeah, I can't sell that. Who are you picking? You're gonna have to smash me through a table after this. I'm still gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I have made a killing this year off of the Steelers. You know, I'm five hundred. It's really only because I've been picking the Steelers and the Jets right every single week. I like the Steelers. I love the defense. And I know Mike Tomlin he struggled with the fake punt at the end of the game. That was absolutely horrible. What was that? It was like he was trying to lose the game versus the Cardinals. But I love the Steelers defense. That presents a major mismatch for Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense. I know Duck Hodges. I mean, got to go with Doug Hodges. That's always uh, that's a tough one to go with Ducky. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Ducky. The de- Ducky. Quack, quack. He's not a Duck dynasty. I'll be lucky if he's a Duck winning streak at this point. I like the Steelers. I like that defense. Minka Fitzpatrick has been unbelievable. Like I said, it presents a lot of problems for Allen in the offense. I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. they got a great home field advantage, amazing fans. I'm taking the Steelers with the two. Mike.
1: I'm going to roll with the Bills here. I think their defenses are very comparable, the Steelers and the Bills. I think the Bills' offense puts them over the top a little bit. I know the Steelers did a good job containing Kyler Murray last week, another mobile quarterback like Josh Allen, but I think Josh Allen's he's bigger, he's stronger. I think he'll be able to do a little bit more damage on the ground than Kyler, and I I think the Bills' offense is better. I'll take the Bills.
2: Giants are at home favored by three and a half points (laughs) against the Miami Dolphins. Now, I fouled up big time, taking the Jets to win and cover. Mm. I won't make the same mistake again. I will take the better head coach and the better quarterback. Give me Brian Flores, Ryan Fitzpatrick to win the game outright against the Giants. Mike? Yeah, I'm with you. Fins up.
1: Uh, better coach, better quarterback. <laughs> Every week you pick Stop. Miami, except for last week. Except for walked. last week when they
2: covered, yeah. Yeah,
1: way to go. Um, uh, nice yeah. job, Mike? Well, what are you going to do? It's only one game. I do think the Dolphins, they have a very good shot to win outright. Like you said, I I could see them losing by a point
4: or two. I'm definitely going to roll with Miami here. Yeah, we're all in agreement. I think this is the no-brainer lock of the century. The Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. First off, Miami didn't have to travel. They just stayed there. They stayed in New York the entire time. They look good against the Jets. If they could have just scored one time in the red zone, a touchdown, they would have easily beaten the Jets. They got robbed with the pass interference at the end of the game. Brian Flores he was running after the officials. He was so angry. The Dolphins, if they could just improve their red zone offense a little bit, well, you know what? You know how you improve your red zone offense? You'll play the Giants secondary. That's how it works. I mean, come on. This That's is, how it works. I'm actually debating starting Ryan Fitzpatrick over Raven Rodgers in fantasy this week in the playoffs because that's how little faith I have in the Giants secondary.
2: I wonder if Brian Flores took the team to the Christmas tree here in Rockefeller Center where we <laughs> record the Adam Schein podcast and and by the way, you know, today it's Ugh. raining, okay? So my two pet peeves when it comes to New York City, A, rain, no one knows how Ugh. to walk anymore with the umbrella and they're all on the cell phone. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, it, it's crazy. And the other's the tree. It, 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 it's a tree, people. Keep walking. It just keep walking. Welcome to New York. Thanks for visiting. Happy holidays. Now get the hell out of here. There are too many people in the city and I will not stop when you're taking your picture. I'm gonna walk right through your family picture. You're gonna have to take it after I pass. I gotta get to work. I gotta go. I have places to go. I And I will not don't ask me to take your picture. I will not stop for your picture. I will not take a picture. Those are the rules. And, and by the way, the tree's lit. It's a beautiful tree. It's the same tree as last year. I mean, why, just keep moving, people. <laughs> it's a tree. Fantasy football
0: next. Adam, Adam Schein, fantasy, fantasy football, football legend. legend.
2: Now, I work with Bob and Mike every day, and I know that these guys are, I mean, they're, they're two of the biggest sports fans I know. They live for sports. and You know, it's interesting. I, I've learned this in, in my business. You know, it might sound crazy, but not everyone who produces shows, or even on air, is as big a sports fan as you might think. Bob and Mike are obsessed, they're brilliant sports fans, and I give you that to give you this. These clowns are each in seven fantasy leagues. How do you, and I know you're both, you don't have kids, Bob is is married, Mike has a girlfriend, but how do you guys have time in your day in your life
4: to manage seven fantasy teams well you call us diehard sports fans i'd say we're more like psychotic sports yes fans. we're not diehard we're insane i mean that's basically how this goes here and yeah, seven I've, well seven this is the four way you a big number four is a lot i'm also in a major fantasy baseball league a couple of those fantasy hockey fantasy that's- hockey <laughs> that's an oxymoron <laughs> How does <laughs> that even me? Yeah, I'm really struggling in that one too. Uh, it's a it's a real black stain on my career here as a fantasy hockey manager. Look, the key to the seven fantasy leagues is you draft a lot of the same players, you draft a lot of the same teams, you own a lot of shares of the same players. That way, when somebody gets hurt, guess what? You know he's hurt on most of your teams. You swap them out. But you there's in-
2: effort involved there. You yeah. got to
4: change seven lineups. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, It's
2: great. It's and awesome. It hurts my thumb when I'm scrolling from, you know, all the different sites, you know, Yahoo for, for the league I was in, and then the DFS, and then ESPN for the kids. You, you got seven of these? Yeah, sure. ESPN, CBS, I use. What uh, about on a Sunday where, you know, let's say you have Miles Sanders. You're playing against Miles Sanders. Was
4: it yay, nay? I mean, how, how do you even root? How do you follow? Yeah, him? that's a little difficult. You kind of want him to do well, but not too well. Seven? You're kind of half rooted you you don't want them getting any touchdowns. You want them to put up about 15. 15 points this is go I will say this. At least, you
2: know, Mike's a diehard Falcons fan. You're a diehard Jets fan. Your team stink. So at least it gives you something to do. And you yeah. guys, as I mentioned, are amazing psychotic sports fans, but seven's crazy. That's 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 <laughs> out of control. Now, speaking of out of control, I, I need you guys to to help me here. Uh oh. I need a little bit of an, an intervention. I have a problem. His name is Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I have to stop playing Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. If I didn't play Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't have won in my daily league. I mean, the Alshon Jeffrey injury uh, just killed me. So many injuries. But what did I say last week? Either Rodgers and Adams, or Watson and Hopkins. And the Texans had the worst loss of any team all year long, losing to Drew Locke in his first ever road start. But that combination with, with Watson and Hopkins was was amazing. So I got to find the right stack. And, and let's also be clear here, because I've talked about my friend Stone. Stone is, he's the ultimate silent partner, because he really <laughs> has no idea what the hell is going on. I, I was watching the games, the 4 o'clock games at Stone's house had yeah, a bunch of families over, a great time with with Stone and you know I knew because Stone's got a great TV room, right? There's no there's no sit down dinner, right? You know things called for four, you know I'll get there after the after the games ends, you know watch you know, the entire Niners and Saints game, ready to go, ready to roll, and you know it's it, it's, it's st- I could do that. So he sees that Derrick Henry scored a touchdown, He goes how come we never start anybody like Derrick Henry? <laughs> I said Stoney's in our lineup today. So, so you want oh, to talk. Geez. You want to talk about the So I don't have a partner. So will you I mean, basically Aaron Rodgers is like crack cocaine to me. You know, I just I can't I can't quit Aaron Rodgers. I can't start him against the Bears, right? No,
4: you're not starting him against the Bears. You know, I already have I have the same problem. I have Aaron Rodgers. I'm on the semifinals of a dynasty fantasy league and probably gonna go Ryan Fitzpatrick over Aaron Rodgers. This is probably the toughest week in terms of stacking. I was already looking at it. It's a very difficult week because a lot of the weaker secondaries are playing weaker teams. Okay, so So as an example,
2: I'll give you a team that's a weak secondary, and I'll give you a quarterback receiver that's
4: at home. Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, is that a stack this week? Yeah, that's a possible stack. But Houston, uh, yeah, but isn't that going to be a, a tough slugfest type of game? I don't know necessarily think there's going to be a ton of points scored in that game. How about this as a stack: Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and George Kittle. See now you read my mind. That's I a think, stack. I think Atlanta, San Francisco. That has the potential to blow up in terms of points. I like that. I love a shootout. You know, Matt Ryan versus Jimmy G. That's that's a stack you should be looking at drew Brees, michael thomas yeah the colts have really disappointed these past few weeks they're not the same team it kind of looks like you know their playoff hopes are basically over they're six and seven you know anytime you go drew Brees and michael thomas though that's very expensive do you have any other money to spend that's that's, that's a that's an expensive stack that's the, that's the best do in the nfl
2: right now i mean do you go eli manning <laughs> and slayton
4: oh no, you don't go eli manning you can't go Eli Manning. I read a stat
2: this week that stats are 92% higher in fantasy when you face the Miami Dolphins. Wow,
4: really? Yeah, but a, Eli Manning, though? I mean, all right, no, no, <laughs> I,
2: I, I, And anyone who says Eli's a Hall of oh, Famer no. lost. I you can't, can't, I can't be that. friends with you. There's uh, some other good ones by here. By the way, I'm at Matt Stone's house. Stone had us over for dinner. You know, it's Chiefs, Patriots. I don't care that it's a commercial. He throws on Nets Nuggets. <laughs> no, you I'm can't like, do you that. I'm gotta, like, you got to get out of here, Stone.
4: What is, he, what is wrong with him? Why would Jeez. you do that?
2: First he doesn't know that Derrick Henry's in the lineup. Then he's switching to Nets Nuggets? Just browse on your phone. Refresh the
4: page. I mean, I, mean, I don't on. care what Dinwiddie's doing down the stretch. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm watching my homes against the Patriots here. Wow, that is, Stone, that's not right. You got to get your priorities
2: straight. By the way, in the kids league. League, we are in the consolation bracket. Mm. And the Shine Girls destroyed our friends the Snyders, which is <laughs> which is great. So they're feeling wonderful. We win two more games. Remember, we had the the snake bit schedule that yeah. I told you about. So we win two more games here and
4: we're in business. In business in what way? We get a prize. Well, what do you get? I think a bobblehead. You get a bobblehead? Well, bobblehead's pretty good consolation. Even, prize. even
2: more than 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 the bobblehead. The satisfaction of winning. What's the main prize? Multiple (laughs) bobbleheads. What kind of bobbleheads? More satisfaction of winning. They're kids. That's what matters. That's all that matters. My girls are excited about it. That's That's all all that that
0: matters. matters. Here's what's on Shine's mind.
2: Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. How about my guy Steve Berline and his great hair? Just incredible. Bob Stew, sensational Mikey Fitz. Amazing, even though I'm annoyed at Mikey Fitz, that he's now in first place for the picks against the spread. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM On Demand, our listeners on Pandora, our listeners on Apple, and with Stitcher. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, because you love the Adam Shine podcast, and I love you. You can always catch me every weekday on my radio show, Shine on Sports, which airs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. And of course, we interact with you taking your outstanding telephone calls and always have the best guests in Sports Dog Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Shine. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.
0: This is the Adam Shine Podcast. Touchdown! For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio, weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82.